this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bazira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Last week, the party conversed with the ooze creature and learned a lot about what's really been going on since they arrived in this world all those years ago. That's it. That's the intro. No, I'm kidding. We need questions. What other questions does the party have for this hive mind ooze creature? What further bombshells will it drop on them? And what will they ultimately decide to do next? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hello. Hello. I love Kept it very of... short and sweet this week. You, you and really you, did. you used bombshells when really that's yeah. what the ooze is trying to do exactly. to the beast. <laughs> exactly. I did think about that. And well I was done. like, oh, should I use a different word? Nah. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's it should appropriate. fit in. Always. How are we doing this week? Exactly the Fine. same as last week. <laughs> <laughs> I, guys, I finished this book. It's called The Sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You're Imagine. All the worst. Talk we should do that one time. Mine. We should do that one time is we should just, you should uh, copy and paste for a second episode just the exact same intro conversation that we had. Because I'll do that. I'll start listening and be like, oh, I must have already listened to this episode, this interview, whatever. And then people won't listen to the episode and it'll be great. (laughs) Why would we want that? How is that a predictive choice? What we try to do on our our podcast is, you know, get people to listen. It could be a good April Fool's joke, but I don't really see any other application. That would be fun. Is April Fool's on... A Wednesday. Not it this is year. Not. It is on a Thursday. It was Never last year, right? Because we put mm-hmm. out the the cutting room floor oh, nonsense last right. year. Right? I forgot yeah. about that one. The sniffles <laughs> and the coughs. Is what uh, and the ums. The um brigade. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta listen to that again. Yeah, me too. I, I occasionally will go back and listen to little, like, the little, like, bonus episodes that we have, because mm-hmm. they were, especially real early on, y'all, they were wild. Yeah. <laughs> that hasn't changed, but we're we're wild and know kind of what we're doing now, so... <laughs> A little bit more. A little bit more. Any other updates for the... Oh, I have an update for all of you that I didn't tell you last week, Uh uh, but which is now several weeks old by the time anyone but the five of us listens to this. Um, I have watched... The first episode of Bridgerton. Oh, okay. okay. I have I have not been watching Bridgerton. That's, I haven't that surprises been watching me. Much Thank you for the like, update. <laughs> none. That surprises me absolutely <laughs> not. I don't have a lot of time to watch. I anything. get you. Mm-hmm. You know what we do have time for? D&D. Questioning the ooze creature. Let's do that. Yes, please. I don't know that we have enough time for this. <laughs> Cue music. No, with its art, it started way back, like a whole well. <laughs> six seconds ago. Yeah. Six seconds. All right. Okay. So you all are, are in the middle of things. Uh, the last question that you asked at the end of uh, last week's uh, portion of the interrogation was... I don't remember. That oh, you like expect us to 15, remember. 20 minutes ago. Oh, you are all garbage monsters. <laughs> <laughs> garbage monsters? It was... 20 minutes ago. Do you want to know my last note that I took? I do. Mirka I want nothing the, more. Mirka was in the bag of holding. And the grung is down. <laughs> oh, God. And one that I can't say out loud because it was a, a oh. secret thing between the two of us. So. Oh, great. All yeah, right. That, that's literally, those were my last notes taken. So, I yeah, I have Infuriating. No what, what's <laughs> the last question that we asked? Well, I think I was about to ask one and. I asked one, right? I asked. Well, I think I will go Listeners, ahead and. Just so you know, I will the have edited out a significant portion of the silence, uh, but just know that there <laughs> the, was a lot yeah. of confusion. I asked looks. the plan after, right? That was what I was saying is the plan after this. I don't know. All my, I'm just crossing out stuff as you're hitting the answers. So I don't know what oh, order that's I'm good. asking that's this good. in. It's fine. So as, as the creature uh, finishes up its, its question, the door opens again and... <laughs> It's a good thing, again, that one of them is damp, because two identical sniffs walk in. I I will say that, uh, (laughs) you can tell not only which sniff is real by the dampness, but also real sniff, or or I should say damp sniff, is (laughs) surprisingly delighted by his copy. Uh, Bizdira, who is still, by the way, like, curled up in a ball on the floor, Uh is going to reach out her hand to damp sniff. Okay. And if he grabs it, she's going to just like sure. yank him down and stare at the <laughs> other one with daggers and then give him the cleaning stone. Arr, appreciate <laughs> And he hawks up a, a glob of glorp. Ew. 
I, I personally really appreciate the mental image from our last episode, now knowing that Bizdira was on the floor the whole time, just like curled <laughs> in a ball, occasionally lifting her head to ask a question and then curling uh-huh. back down. And then curling back up around the ball, exactly. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, Snivel, Snivel used the 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 ball to, to clean himself off. Oh, I um, thought I thought I literally thought you were calling him Snivel. And I was like, Snivel? <laughs> I was like, who's no, Snivel? Snivel. Snivel. No, Snivel do that. Snivel is Snivel. my father. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm arr, I'm actually Snivel the Third. <laughs> oh my god, imagine. <laughs> no, ew. Oh, yes, Snivel Kensington the Third. Um, yes. He became a pirate. He became a pirate. <laughs> we're so afraid of finishing this season now. Oh, this is what we've been reduced to. Some questions Please now. do. Please do. Sniv is there because you all asked for him, but he's totally fine. I have never um, made a single joke on this show. Um, you guys yeah. are making a mockery of what this show <laughs> is actually about. She's trying She's trying to make up for the fact that I called her a trash monster. Yes. Garbage monster, actually. Garbage monster. Gar- oh, excuse me. Garbage monster. <laughs> yeah, that, so that, that'll, that's so ingrained better. right up here. <laughs> I am taking this free nutrition class online, and I'll tell you guys what. This is about being a teacher's if pet. If the next which is word out of your mouth isn't glorp. <laughs> and they said that glorp is delicious. Okay, Thank so you. I'm going to ask, is the beast able to leave? I think I know the answer to this, but the beast is able to leave the center island, right? Yes. So the, the creature again in your minds uh, says, uh, ultimately, yes. Uh, you must understand. Uh, I know much about this creature about its forms and its abilities, but I don't know what drives it. Without a copy, without access to it, uh, I couldn't say if it is sentient and evil or simply uh, a raging beast with no more conscious intent than a hungry wolf. So every time it's come, it's basically destroyed the top surface of all the islands, and then it goes back to sleep. Uh, Essentially, yes. It comes, it seems, to uh, feed and to uh, do whatever a creature must do in between its millennia-long sleeps. In the past, when when your your mother mother was was with with child... Oh... Oh my God. Um, in the past, when have all of, <laughs> so much? No idea what that's called. Uh, into the woods. Into the woods. Um, uh, again, not surprised. I can't. I just, can't. I can't surprised. say it. I can't say it in my head. I can't say it. Okay. In the in past, days of yore. In the days of yore. Um, I thought you were going to do it again. I was when, almost about to do it. <laughs> oh, okay. I can do this. <laughs> when the, the the beast has been released, ha, it's has it been like different adventuring parties that have been unlocking all four nodes? That is a no, which is why <laughs> it is not enough to uh, hide from the beast and avoid its periodic destruction. The currents of magic in this world are inherently unstable. You all have experienced this many times over your years here. That instability, those chaotic fluctuations, will ensure that the beast will always awaken. Left to its own devices... The Nexus will only have built up enough of this chaotic magical energy after a thousand years or more. But it has been a very long time since the Nexus was allowed to build up energy naturally. Ever since the construction of the Arcania, the ley lines have been affected. Supercharged, almost. The activation of the nodes helped, but nothing can stop its eventual coming. So, so Flick will say, um, so you're saying we have to destroy the moon? No. And Bria will say... <laughs> so fucking so... pleased with himself. Look at him. <laughs> and Bria will say, 
So because your copies or you yourself have gone through the archways into other worlds, can you get an idea of why the gods of these other worlds would send us here? When the Arcanists discovered planar travel, they embarked on journeys to learn, to gather, to prepare for the beast. But no doorway is unidirectional. When they opened the gateways to other worlds, to other planes, they drew attention to this place that was isolated for so long. Some beings noticed the new world in the cosmology and ignored it. Some have attempted over the years to come themselves and claim it. And now it seems some are attempting to send agents to claim it for them. A fresh, essentially godless world would be tempting indeed for any deity. So there is no competition. (laughs) So this whole thing that we thought, okay. I mean, in a sense, it's a competition. Mm -hmm. They're competing for control of the world. So it's not a game, but it is a competition. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Bria's, I think at this point, got her head in her hands and is just like pushing all of this information into her brain. And then she's going to (laughs) look up at him and be like, what? At the the creature. Oh, at the thing in the middle. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And say, please, please tell me, what was the transition? <laughs> <laughs> you hear a chuckle from Vizdir on the floor, and a kind of like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> the transition was the period of time during which I collected my consciousnesses, during which I brought this island into my embrace. It was not simultaneous, but took time to embrace all of the people that this island held. And during that period of time, my creations were dormant. It was necessary that the civilization that would exist amongst my creations start at once, at one moment, that everything be prepared. And so there is a span of years during that dormancy that none who live here can remember. And why are people shiny? The shine that you see on some of my creations is a sign that they must consume my essence, that their being is becoming weak, and falling apart and needs a fresh infusion of me. Vizier <laughs> uh, is going to raise her hand and kind of sit up at this point. <laughs> From the ground. From the ground. <laughs> she, I mean, she's still going to be sitting on the ground, but she's just kind of sure. like knees like tucked into her chest. Uh, but she's just going to say, if the glorp that's in all the cups that I drank and faucets and all that. Yes, that was a wild choice you made. (laughs) I mean, you've been in my brain. You know my memories. Oh, I'm not saying it was surprising. Just why? I'm just making sure that we're on the same page here. Yeah, no, absolutely. I should have seen that coming my way. Uh, It doesn't say any of that. uh, No, it definitely does, because now I trust everything. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she's going to say, is like, if we were to, say, not let you double us, um, and we take your creations with us, can we take a couple barrels of Glorp to help keep them together for the journey to the center island? It is possible, yes. Uh, My essence, the... Glorp, as you call it, is potable for a period of time. To have enough that is still potent and is enough for a sizable force will require much space and planning for transit. But it is possible, 
Yes. We have true. a bag of holding. I throw a couple barrels in that. I think it's um, saying I that think it's going to require get... a lot more than that, a couple barrels. Yeah, I mean, you could fit maybe one or two barrels in the bag of holding, because I think it's a 500-pound weight limit, and then there's a volume capacity as well. Um, so, I mean, that's certainly an option. It will certainly preserve whatever glorper in those barrels, because it's airless out there. I was uh, going to say. But probably wouldn't be enough. Would it kind of be act like a refrigerator and elongate I think it would I think the issue with the plan is not not the timing in that case it's just the volume the amount yeah do you have any spare bags of holding Lego <laughs> that is one of my questions you know what I'm just gonna jump on this I'm gonna say great so what magic items you got <laughs> and what do the other two keys have that we could use yeah can we take these please <laughs> no no you cannot <laughs> those are mine um <laughs> you don't need them you're powerful enough Look at you. So I'm gonna be like, wait, you can duplicate things, and I'm gonna point to the dagger and be like, can we get like five of those? Oh my god. <laughs> um. Oh no. To, to be very clear, the duplicate, any duplicate items, like if you had tried to take the spellbinder oh, from Ooze Bizdira, it would have, or Frosty's hat from Bizdira, it would have just been a hat and an amulet. With no powers. That's literally okay. my last note. Is that all right. of the magic? I was really, yeah, yeah. I was really hoping you all would try and grab uh, Frosty's hat from Bizdir at some point before she came back. Before the real one came back. What magic items you got? Oh, um, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, uh, I have a small collection of arms and armaments that could be used to aid the mission. Mm-hmm. Until the four of you came along, my plan revolved around numbers more than skill. And so magical trinkets and artifacts were of little concern to me beyond what I could make use of. But adventurers have come to the island from time to time and left bits behind. What happens if we don't help you? That would be unfortunate. I would hope that the four of you have the wherewithal to see the truth of the situation you are in. Um, going back to the question of magic items, briefly, (laughs) we've been picking up on, on, outside of, I assume, these three keys and the three keys that my friends have, we've been picking up on another key. Do you know anything about that? Ah, yes. The key of abjuration that your brother commands. At the moment, my creation possesses it. I have begun the attunement process to add it to my arsenal. And Kip makes big puppy dog eyes <laughs> up at the ooze island. Like, and and because she has turned into a puppy before, they literally look like the eyes of a puppy. <laughs> Her eyes transform into puppy eyes. <laughs> uh, we are technically playing D&D, so why don't you make me a charisma persuasion check with advantage? Ooh. What'd you get? That's a plus zero, so a 16. If we all make it, can we get advantage? <laughs> uh, she had advantage, first of all. Um, <laughs> Double advantage. So it will say... Uh, it sees the puppy dog eyes uh, and thinks thinks generally about, you know, where that key will be the most useful. And it says, I have need of some keys. But your argument is sound. The two school keys in my possession, those of the Southern Island, will remain with me. The abjuration key is an option for you, as is the elemental key of air. Choose. Do I have to decide right now? <laughs> no, that's cool. You can tell me later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love creature voice yeah. in DMs. <laughs> Yeah. Cadence. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, no, you can totally, we can talk about this off air and, and you can decide and have one of them. But yes, Kit can finally have her own key. Huzzah! <laughs> also, your ex- the th- other three of you, your keys are going to level up. Flick will 
pipe up and and ask we've gotten a lot of information from you pipe up hey? nice oh. yeah! <laughs> he'll hold up his he'll hold up his flute <laughs> and um he'll he'll say we've got a lot of information um this is a lot to process but i you know hearing that the entire island is basically out looking for my brother's duplicate uh is that something that no, my brother. No, they're out looking for your brother. My brother. My because the entire island is out looking for my brother. Should we go do that too? Should we help? The years have taught me to never decline help when it is offered. Though every inhabitant of this island is currently keeping watch for your brother, four more sets of eyes would not do harm. I leave it up to you. You have learned much you did not know before. Many possible paths lie before you. Paths that, though I may see possible ends to, I cannot predict which you will choose. You have much to think about. Much to decide. Know that I, in all of my faces, will do what I can to assist you while you remain here on this island. Should you wish to return and converse further, or when you are ready to make a decision, any of my creations can bring you back to me. Simply ask. For now I can sense... That what you need is time. Take what you will, and no more, for your sisters and your brother are moving apace. And the ooze begins to sort of, in the center of the room, begins to descend back, the faces sort of melting back inside of the creature. Wait, I one last and question. Is... Oh, okay, go. Sorry, I no, just all No, it's lost. okay. Uh, and as it's happening, Bizdera will kind of yell up, what is the freaking language of this place? <laughs> Can you please make people speak to us in common? <laughs> I will. Yes. It was important that you not be led astray by conversing with my creations before we had a chance to talk. But yes... The lingua franca here will be common moving forward while you are here. Bizdira, the Esperanto language comes from one of the many worlds that the Arcanist searched. A distant, non-magical world called Earth. Okay. And then there's one last, like... But, but E-A-R-T-H, <laughs> not O-E-R-T-H, because that's a that's a different world <laughs> in a different D. So not that not Greyhawk. I mean literally like Earth. Like, like the like the planet never mind. Okay. I love the sassy monster more than anything. Yeah. You call this garbage monsters and you're the sassy monster, so <laughs> And with that, the creature uh, sinks back into its little pit. Ooze Hush and Ooze Sniv uh, leave the chamber uh, for now. And it's now just the four of you and Sniv left to your own devices. No one's going to show us the way out. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I guess. They're all lining the walls on the way so they can actually actually uh, you know what the sides yeah, the, yeah right. the no actually hush yes. Ooze hush will stay with you uh because Ooze hush is is your has been your un, you know your uh unknown contact person anyway so uh Ooze hush will take you all back up bizdera will stay a good 20 feet away from Ooze hush at all times okay Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, we stand with Black Lives Matter and our black siblings still fighting for justice in this country and around the world. We also stand with our Asian siblings and commit to doing our part to ending Asian hate and anti-Asian racism. You can and must support both communities actively and many others all at the same time. We have work to do. 
Second of all, if you're enjoying this episode so far, it would be excellent. Can you believe we haven't used excellent in 185 episodes? Anyway, it would be excellent if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of those we get, the more visible the show becomes and the more people we get to listen. And, as you know by now, speaking of getting more people to listen, you should also tell your friends word of mouth is even more effective than good reviews, though we do still like our good reviews. So uh, do both and we'll be super grateful. We, of course, want to remind you again this week about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dnd last refuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks, like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. In fact, our patrons got a very special version of this week's episode that included about four minutes of additional content in the intro, where we talk a little bit about what happened when I finally started watching Bridgerton. Anyway, that's the sort of cool, spontaneous stuff you can get if you are a member of our Patreon. But if that's not enough to sell you, we also want to let you know that you will be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program if you join. That means that your support not only helps The Last Refuge, but other incredible Patreon creators that we love and hope to support ourselves. Check out the details about Patreon at Forward on our Patreon page. For right now, though, I want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them for their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gan. Got Tanya and Sir Mox the Magnificent, to our honorary party member Matthew Allen, and to our Shimmer Skill tribe leaders Eugenio, Eliahu of Mert Grove, Lisa Diane Ricardo Etheridge, Misty, and Aaron Stevens. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. Enjoy D&D video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular D&D stream shows. You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at IdleChampions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum Chest Codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media. All right, last up today is the final day that you can submit questions for the TLR mailbag Q&A episode coming up in just a couple of weeks. You have until 11:59 p.m. Pacific time tonight, Wednesday, April 14th, to fill out our Google form for a chance to have your question featured, read, and answered on the air. Questions can be about characters, NPCs, us as players and humans, uh, the plot, the items, anything you want, as long as it's TLR related please and and not gross well not too gross anyway uh check out our social media or the episode notes to find the link to the google form and get those questions in asap 
All right, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have enjoyed Season 7 of The Last Refuge. This is the Season 7 finale. Currently, the plan is to take a week's hiatus next week, put out our mailbag Q&A episode the following week, and hopefully start Season 8 the week after that. If that schedule changes, we'll be sure to let you all know. In the meantime, please stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask over your mouth and your nose, even if you've already been vaccinated, and happy gaming, y'all. Okay, well, I think that brings Season 7 of The Last Refuge to a close. Uh, you all have a lot of information. Uh, I know there's a possibility that that the characters are going to head out and, and look for Mirko before they do anything else, but we'll sort of, uh, we will address all of that at the top of Season 8 in a few weeks. I don't really know exactly when. Keep an eye on our Twitters. Um, but we have a little bit of time left in this episode, and I don't want it to go to waste. I told you all before we started recording this episode, actually, and I want to let the listeners in, um, we are we are spiraling towards endgame. Uh, I, I don't know necessarily that season eight will be the last season in this campaign arc, but I don't know that it's super far off. I think it's within sight. And so that means for me, I have to make an adjustment that I have discovered I'm very bad at making, uh, which is the shift from the early and mid-game sort of dropping copious hints here and there and letting you all come to your own conclusions. Uh, we've shifted from that now into Endgame into me just answering questions using mostly that ooze creature to just answer y'all's questions. So I would love to spend the rest of this episode talking with... Taryn and Alex and Lydia and Karin about what's happened, about what you all are thinking. If you all have clarifying questions, if you have other questions that we want to just talk about outside of the context of like the in-character gameplay, because I think now is the time that you all are going to get a lot of answers that I wouldn't have given you before, which is not to say I will answer every question. (laughs) I have a very important question. I I cannot wait. Was the well anything important? (laughs) I know the answer to okay. this question. I'm going to be totally what? honest with you all about the, the answer to this question. Along. Oh, Taryn, what's the answer? Um, No, not at all. You weren't there for it. You don't know. Okay, but so, I was texting him because I was on maternity leave and I was like, what the heck is the deal with this thing? Like, are you actually going to do anything with it? What would have happened if they tried to consecrate it? And he said... "I Well, I said, it's just a fucking well. I needed a random encounter on your way back from Silfson. However... I will tell you all, and I will tell our listeners, that uh, story consultant Robert, before today's recording, did the amazing work of writing me a seven-page world state document, uh, because we knew that we were, (laughs) that questions needed to be answered, and we needed to spiral towards, uh, you know, starting endgame for real, and so we needed to know what what all of our major NPCs were up to all over the world. So he wrote me seven pages about where everyone is right now. And it's incredible. And I cannot thank him enough because it made my job for today so much fucking easier. Robert, you're the best. Um, but I will tell you all that in that world document is the well. <laughs> ha ha. And I have not decided if it is going to stay in the world state document or not. But just know that y'all's dedication to that <laughs> random encounter might, in fact, be enough to impart it with significance. I don't know yet for sure, though. <laughs> Robert it's a possibility. is my hero. <laughs> Inspiration to Robert. Other other questions, y'all? What do, I mean, what, how do you feel? I will also say, uh, listeners, we are going to be doing, uh, and you should check our Twitter for more information on this, because when we're recording it, I don't know the details of it, but probably by the time you're hearing this, you will. We're going to be doing a Q&A mailbag episode for you all as well. I'm saying that now on the air so that we have to do it. <laughs> um, so as you listen to this, like, we're going to do a little bit of, you know, I'm going to field some of the players' questions and we're going to chat about this stuff. Um, but some of it I, I do want to save for that dedicated mailbag episode, check out our Twitter. There should be information there on how you can submit your questions to us, uh, because it won't just be player questions, but listener questions as well. Um, So knowing that, how y'all feeling? What are you thinking? What questions do you have? What else do you want to know from this creature that maybe we didn't get to in the scenes, in the gameplay, Uh, anything? I would like to know when Snib became Usnib. <laughs> yeah. Because I think as uh, Sniv, we mentioned Sniv last week, we all have our own theories. Sniv would, uh, would, would be able to answer that for you. Sniv got snatched that very first day when you all left him in the plaza and mm-hmm. went to the museum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wait, Sniv you was all in the went, museum. 
you went outside. Remember you went outside and you did all the magic that got body swapping and weird because you all wanted to go down to the lower levels of the museum? Oh, yeah. You left Sniv outside during that. Yeah. Mm. That was our bed. Mm. Did they plant the component pouch and all of that stuff for us? Or was that Mirko's stuff? No, that was Mirko's stuff. Mirko's copy took it because Mirko's copy was just as capable a spellcaster as the real Mirko and so needed all of those components. The ring was there mostly not obviously to be used, but to keep it away from the real Mirko. And that links to Semyaza. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the big thing, which can maybe guide us to some more questions, is just we just have to decide if we're if we're gonna fight the beast or not. I feel like it's inevitable mm. at this point um, that this is something we're going to have to do. Right. Yeah, because then it becomes a a question of order of operations, right? Like we obviously now, you know, what is what issue is the most time sensitive, Mirko? check and then we need to figure out whether we are going to allow this creature to duplicate us because then that determines like what how how the plan moves forward from there i saw karen immediately shake her head no (laughs) which i am i think i am on that track with you but i'd like to hear what you have to say about that because i have my own opinions yeah i mean i think there are many reasons why i don't why I don't want to let it copy us but like for the my biggest question mark about that part of the plan is so he copies us he can't turn all four of us into bombs and even if he could it's not like the four bomb versions of us could take out the beast so we are much more powerful as ourselves going to fight the beast versus letting it copy us so that it can explode I think the only way that I would even be considering it is if we were made copies of and then released right so there were there were two of us out yeah there. agreed agreed for what it for what it's worth it's original idea uh, you are correct on all counts karen the idea was that you all as adventurers would be strong enough um you know and since there's just four of you it could send enough glorp for the four of you you'd be strong enough to basically do both mm. you would be able to fight it as copies of capable adventures and then also when that fight inevitably was lost you all would then be four bombs that would be right there mm. right so, I mean, that's the only benefit of letting this creature duplicate us. Bistir, is, as a play, or as a character, is not thrilled about that idea because of how <laughs> yeah. she was duplicated sure. to begin with. Poor Bistir has been through it this campaign. She, oh my god, she's <laughs> died. She has been imprisoned, mind controlled. She, yeah, it's been it. She's copied. Had, she's, you know, she's had some time to. Uh, hey, but you know what? You've, you've already been duplicated, life. so you don't have to worry about it. You won't have to go through it again. Just well, the three that's... of us would have to go through it. Well, that's true. But that's the thing. Actually. <laughs> I mean, it, she's not wrong. But, like, what he was saying was that to be, like, have that connection, he would have to hold on to us in the crystal cases again. I mean, that's what it would prefer. Right. But it didn't, I mean. Right, that's right. That's to you all. Just, just like, ultimately, I will say, th- that creature spent a lot of time explaining to you all how it wants to deal with things. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I remind you all about this all the time. It's my job to set up these story and have these NPCs have their own motivations and plans. But if you all don't want to fight the beast and have come up with something different, then, you know, that is well within your, your purview. Um, is there a world in which we are able to release the beast where Semyaza and all of her people are not also on that center island when all of this happens? yes. But that requires really fast, decisive action. Are uh, because we even high if Mirko... leveled to beat the beast right <laughs> I'm now. not answering that, but I will say that the fact that this ooze creature had access to everything that Bizdir is capable of and still told y'all to travel the world gathering allies is probably a good indication that the creature doesn't think so. <laughs> um, wait, there was something else that I wanted to say. Uh, what did you say before? What was your statement or question before that one? If Samyaza, if there was a way for us to get there. Oh, 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 oh right. So yes, there is. You would have to act fast. And if Mirko gets in contact with her, you'll have to act even faster. Mm-hmm. So that is something that we will resolve one way or the other at the very top of season eight yeah. is whether or not Mirko was able to get in touch with Semyaza. How was Mirko able to escape? I think oh, you kind of already uh, answered that, but yeah. Y- yeah. So mechanically speaking, uh, there were uh, on uh, at intervals, the captured creatures can make intelligence saving throws. Um, I never had Bizdira do it because I failed my first even one. <laughs> with a 
first. Well, of all. yes, but even with a natural twenty, your intelligence modifier was wasn't hard enough to ever hit the DC. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Mirko, who is a wizard and has a very high intelligence, got real lucky and was able to to break out to wake himself up, and at that point he was able to, uh, you know, take his belt, cast freedom of movement, escape from the pod, and then just fucking run. Uh, and of course he was chased by four other copies, uh, and you know the rest. Is, we were told that the sister failed on the Western Island. Is she dead? Oh yeah, did you all know that? No, I don't think so. We knew that there was a a battle, but they were, she was beaten. Yeah, that's what I thought. I I thought Octavia had told you all about it. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, and that was Mm -hmm. what, she escaped, yes. She escaped in his back with Semyaza. Semyaza's Mm -hmm. pissed. I wonder why. So in regards to the siblings, mm-hmm. I I mean, I and Flick, I guess, am inclined to say <laughs> like Taryn. I'm going to write it down so I don't forget. Okay, okay, write it down. Yeah, write it down. I'm Go inclined ahead. to say that we probably want to jump on this wagon as opposed to like try and prevent the beast from coming. I don't think that there's any doing that. I don't think that's mm-hmm. a good use of time, especially now that, you know, that I assume that Fiona's holding down her end of the bargain on the Western Island. Um, so that's three Eastern. as a Eastern Island. And so that's three, you know, as opposed to four, which is good. I don't, I, I think now the concern, it, it, his concern is... You know, he still is very concerned about the siblings for like very personal reasons, but it's almost like it's becoming even bigger than that. It's it's something mm-hmm. beyond that. Mm-hmm. And so I think he just wants to kind of act as quickly as possible. If they can get Mirko and prevent him from communicating with them, that's a plus. But if not, eh, like we just got to keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the ooze was connected to Mirko. So the ooze uh-huh. has Mirko's memory. Why did they mm-hmm. fight? And can we trust Fiona? Why did who fight? They had a fight with Fiona and she left. What was that fight about? Oh, Why is you mean the rest them? of them had the fight with Fiona? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was mostly to do with Fiona's burgeoning conscience, basically. Um, it was it was important to both Robert and I that the tieflings... Abydus is evil. Abydus is a pit fiend and is evil. It was important to us to have the tieflings do evil things, but um, this is like a big conversation sort of in the online D&D community right now about alignments and humanoids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was important for us that they might do evil things that in that moment set them on the evil alignment axis, axis but they are people with free will and their own, you know, versions of morality and consciousness or whatever. And so they all have varying degrees of... Um, well, a conscience and susceptibility to sort of being shown the other side of things. Obviously, Fiona was sort of the one that had the the greatest predisposition to that. And it is probably a safe bet to assume that Semyaza has the smallest. Um, And to be very clear, I am not saying that you all are capable of turning them all to the side of good, but they aren't, you know, monolithic, horrible, evil monsters. They are people Mm -hmm. who are complex. Mm -hmm. And Fiona just realized eventually that even if they're right and Abydus can defeat the beast, then what? Then what is going to happen to this entire world? Do we, friends for friends, do we kill Mirko if we're able to catch him? Ooh. I'm excited for the top of next season. (laughs) I think that's a decision Flick needs to make. Oh, shit. I think we support him no, no matter what, but it's his family. <laughs> I know, but it's your family. Like I, no, I, yeah, I know. You know. I just, he's just, yeah. He flick is neutral. Good. Sorry, <laughs> I don't think I flick don't... is neutral. Good in this moment, but alignments are passing and fleeting for humans or people. You're right, but he was also neutral. Well, I don't but know. Maybe yes. he wasn't neutral. Good when he bashed him upside the head. Maybe he did try to kill him and it didn't work. So maybe he's just given up. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Disregard. You have That's time to think. No, no, don't disregard. No, it is. It's a good. It's a good start of a thing that you have time to think about. I mean, Karen had a question. I, I was just going to ask whether it would be helpful for each of us to sort of 
talk about what we think we should do next and how it relates to the larger story arc. Um, cause I think, I think that's a great way to finish this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I you think I have off? a good idea of where I think we should go. And I'm curious what everyone else feels as well. I'm on board with whatever yeah. you say. Obviously, kid is our reader. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, this is great. Yeah, hard yeah, right. yeah, this is great. Go ahead and start us off. And then if other people have other thoughts and that's how we'll, we'll round out season seven. I love that. Um, cool. So I, I think that the next thing we do is we need to go get Mirko, um, and stop him from contacting Samyaza because I think to the point of what do we do if, um, Abydus does defeat the beast and we have to fight him. And then I think meta talk, like the idea of us beating Samyaza, Abydus and the beast in one go sounds really overwhelming. And I would like to not do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so I think we should try to stop Mirko. I think we can put him in some sort of some sort of prison. I'm sure that the island would be able to help us and we would be able to do something that would prevent him from using magic to escape. Um, Take away his the- belt, for one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that boy is going to be Yeah, that naked. stupid belt. <laughs> the leather belt or whatever the fuck he's wearing. Yeah. I was so happy when I saw that that was the material component for... Uh, Dumb. For past, I mean, freedom of movement. Dumb. <laughs> amazing um, yeah um can can the scene where we're finding Mirko, since that yeah. seems like what we're doing can it be like in truman where they're like they've given up and they just turn all the lights on the whole city the lights up and they all just start like going through the streets and that's what we do we all team up with everybody there i mean i, I think that's kind of what's happening and i think it's deeply unsettling but yeah. uh, Kit, uh Karin, well, you like keep it. going with your well yeah. i do i do have a plan for finding Mirko. i'm happy to talk about it now or later whatever should we just shout Mirko in the streets and see Mirko. if he says perler <laughs> let's let's keep it let's keep it sort of on a tier above that so yeah, what okay. else like what's sure. what are the other parts of your plan so i i mean i think that after we deal with Mirko, i think we have to go to the northern island and we have to defeat some yaza i think that's our next step I, oh shit i mean because that that to me feels like the natural way to prevent that massive boss fight in the middle especially since um the ooze said that we have you know a little bit of time before the beast is just going to be summoned so i think if we can what we everything that we can do to like take players out before we have to fight the beast will be helpful in the long run that's where that's where right. my head's at because we're not gonna I think have to Flick like is... go, ahead. go ahead lydia I was just gonna say that I think that that it's it's a it's a really decent plan because it's not like we're gonna like go to the Northern Island fight them and then while we're still battle wound and scarred have to then go to the Center Island without any sort of rest and recuperation. Do we think that DMU might be able to answer this if we were to take her out, like do some type of stealth mission, whatever? We're able to just take her out. Semyaza. Yes. Will her uh-huh. cronies? back off or are they just going to keep fighting too because they also it's so funny we're talking about killing the beast and i'm like okay and then the second we start talking about going to the northern island i'm like no i'm terrified of her (laughs) (laughs) um the real question is Mirko. uh the fighter sister who went to the last refuge to the western island probably doesn't have the ability to summon her father if it's just her Hmm. samyaza obviously does Mirko might. He is a spellcaster, a powerful wizard, so he may also have the knowledge required to summon Abydus, even if Semyaza is gone. So the answer to your question is is not a clear answer, but it is. It revolves around whether or not Mirko is around, because the other sister definitely can't. So that in in that in that case, that gives us a kind of pro to killing Mirko, or at least making sure that he's not right. You know taking away all of his clothing and locking him up with the creature, with the ooze creature. Okay, so Northern Island and then finding some troops to help us, mm-hmm. or do we do troops first? We, I mean, we, we can do is when Octavia catch, like, messages us in the evening, we can fill her in and be like, this is what's happening, this is what we're doing, be prepared for... <laughs> Imagine that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> be prepared. But also that stresses God. me out to us for us not to be the ones who are delivering this information and proof and whatever else, you know what i mean right but mm-hmm. we don't if we're going to the northern island we don't have time to go back to the yeah. eastern island to then you know go in front of the entire community and say this is what's and... happening this is what our plan is 
we just don't have that time. Yeah. So um, so a clarifying question based on that. The way I've been interpreting mm-hmm. it is if we stop Samyaza in the north, we'll have a little more time. We'll be able to control the beast coming back a little bit more, which would give us time to collect the troops. Is that, yeah. am I thinking about it correctly? Potentially decades, correct? correct? Okay. The real, uh, possibly. I mean, the real, the real issue, the, the real time crunch right now is that one way or another, Unless she is stopped, Semyaza has every intention, as far as Mirko knew, of eventually going to the Central Island, right? The problem, and the reason that you all don't know any more specifics about Semyaza's plan, is because Mirko doesn't. He's been gone from the Northern Island for a while now. Uh, he knows that, Sem- like, he knows about Fiona. I actually don't know, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not sure he knows that his sister failed on the Western Island. Mm. I told you all that, maybe I shouldn't have, which is not a big deal, but... Uh, I don't, I think he was gone. I think they left at the same time, uh, that sister and Mirko. So he knows that Semyaza was getting impatient and was starting to get flustered and frustrated after the whole thing with Fiona. And so he knows that she will eventually just, because he knows her, she'll eventually just say, fuck it and go call the beast, call daddy and just be done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's also smart though. So she's not going to do that before she has as many people on her side as she can. So until she knows what's going on with Mirko, you all have a little bit of time. But yes, in theory, if you took her out of the equation and you convinced the ooze creature to, you know, pull back on some of the magic it's feeding into the Nexus, then yeah, you could have significantly more time to prepare before the before the beast awakens. I don't think it would be super hard to convince the ooze as long as we're like, yes, we will do this. We will 100% fight with you, mm-hmm. but we need time to build our army, basically. Well... I genuinely cannot wait to find out uh, what is next. Mm-hmm. I often go into the end of seasons wondering that, but um, this this one takes the cake. <laughs> I guess that's where we're going to leave it for this season. Thanks so much for listening to this season and this episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen in a few weeks uh, to find out how we begin our spiral towards the end game. Uh, We are going to take a week hiatus and then we will hopefully have some uh, special installments, some special episodes for you. Uh, So season eight will probably begin in a few weeks. Uh, So keep an eye out for that, but we'll have plenty of content for you in the meantime. Speaking of in the meantime, you can reach out to us by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, last refuge. And you can, of course, also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to deeply thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, just as deeply thank all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Robert Hupp, I mean Flick. <laughs> Happy gaming, y'all. I love Robert. That was a good one. Uh, record. Uh, yes, thank you. Every time that we do that and we're like, turn on original sound, I hear like all the stuff that they say before they start filming a movie. Like, marker, whatever, whatever. Because we're all just saying like one word to each other. We're super pro. Check camera, are you good? <laughs> that tickled me.